Welcome to Talkin' Truth with comedian Dan Whitney, a.k.a. Larry the Cable Guy, and Pastor Brian Clark. Today they welcome their guest, Pastor Nat Crawford. They'll be talking truth about the Bible and life and having a little fun. Now, here's Dan. Hey, everybody, we are back of Talking Truth. Holy mackerel, this show was taken off through the roof. We are now, what are we in, Brian? 47 countries? What are is we that in? what it is? That's, that's the last I heard, yeah. like 47 yeah, countries. Okay. We're doing the Talking Truth podcast. Once again, we had a cancellation, so we got Nat. Yay. Nat Crawford, Pastor Fill Nat's in. with us. Fill in. <laughs> Good buddy of mine. And Pastor Brian Clark. Listen, today's episode is a very dysfunctional family. We're talking about unwavering faith in Genesis 29, 51 through 30. Right, Brian? Right. I do have a question. Yeah. So if you're Dan Whitney. Yes. A.K.A. Larry the Cable Guy. Correct. What if we did Nat Crawford, A.K.A. Phil in. P-H-I-L. Oh, Phil Phil in. in. I get it. Phil in. in. Yeah, stage name. Yeah, we're happy to have Nick Crawford yeah. fill in. A lot of you might recognize fill in. You might his... remember me from such films as. <laughs> yeah, that's a short. Right. He's one of, the biggest, one of the biggest B-movie actors we've ever had. What a compliment. And fill Brian in. Clark, a.k.a. Pastor Monotone. Uh, All right, here we this go. This is going nowhere fast. Don't tune. Don't tune Go out. Monotone. Don't tune out. So dysfunction has become a way of life for many people today. Maybe you come from a dysfunctional family and all the baggage that comes with that. Maybe you look in the mirror and all you see is a loser. Well, I've got good news for you. God specializes in reaching down into the mess and creating something beautiful. Take, for example, Jacob. Jacob lied and deceived his own father, and now Uncle Laban has deceived him. He has two wives, Rachel, whom he loved, and Leah, whom he never wanted in the first place. Oh, and one more detail. The text tells us that the Lord opened Leah's womb, but Rachel was barren. So Leah had a son. They named him Reuben. Leah hoped that now Jacob would love her because she gave him a son. This is literally like a couple that I know in Oviedo, Florida. You know them too. (laughs) I'm not kidding. Well, let's see if they can keep up with this. She conceived again and had a son named Simeon. She stated that God gave her another son because he knew she was unloved. Then she conceived a third son, named him Levi, hoping this son would attach her to her husband. Finally, she had a fourth son, and she named him Judah. I mean, you can feel Leah's pain in this story. She kept hoping maybe now her husband would love her. But Jacob didn't love her, and he never wanted to marry her. It's worth noting that Leah kept turning to God in her pain. Her father Laban and her family of origin, they were all idol-worshipping pagans. So where did she learn about God? Well... It had to be from Jacob. God was revealing himself to Leah, even in the midst of the dysfunction and pain. Now, Rachel became jealous of her sister, so she said to Jacob, Give me children or else I die. Rachel is loved by Jacob, but she's miserable because she can't seem to get pregnant. Well, Jacob does not respond well to Rachel. As a matter of fact, the text says his anger burned toward Rachel. Am I in the place of God to change this? He fires back. In other words, hey, I'm not God. What do you expect me to do? Since Leah was getting pregnant, it was obvious the problem was Rachel, not Jacob. Jacob was learning he's not God, and he couldn't fix this. He would have to trust God, and of course, that's easier said than done. Rachel insisted that Jacob sleep with her maid, Bilhah. 
so she could have a son on behalf of Rachel. Oh no, does this sound familiar? Just like when Sarah offered Abraham her maid Hagar. This is not good. Don't do it, Jacob. Trust God and wait. Well, sadly, Jacob sleeps with Bilhah and has a son named Dan, then another named Naphtali. Now Rachel thinks she's winning this strange competition. So Leah offers Jacob her maid Zilpah, and she delivers a son named Gad, then a second son named Asher. Wow, and you thought your family was dysfunctional. This is literally like an episode of The World Turns back in the day. Or it's turning. Yeah, it's crazy. Sometime later, Leah's son Reuben brought home mandrakes from the field. These were believed to be a fertility drug in the ancient world. Rachel wanted the mandrakes, so she offered to let Jacob sleep with Leah for one night in exchange for the mandrakes. You know, that happened to me one time for tickets to Foreigner. Okay, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Leah gets a night with Jacob and conceived and bore Jacob a fifth son named Ishakar. Then she conceived and bore Jacob a sixth son and named him Zebulun. And then a daughter she named Dinah. Finally, Rachel conceived and bore a son they named Joseph. What a mess. Twelve kids from four wives, all competing for Jacob's love and the happiness that eluded them. Of course, none of this was necessary. God promised Jacob. All he had to do was wait on God and trust him. But like Abraham and Sarah, rather than trusting God, they decided to solve the problem themselves, and they made a big mess. I guess it's easy to sit in judgment of Jacob and these four women, but really, are we so different? I mean, where are we turning to find our happiness? Maybe a new car? More money, a new relationship, new career. I mean, how is committing adultery or chasing one sexual conquest after another really any different? I mean, what are you looking for? What is it you need that you can't trust God for? Why do you believe God isn't big enough to meet your need? Why one destructive choice after another? I mean, why can't you trust God to keep his promise to you instead of doing things your own way? I mean, life doesn't have to be such a mess. But here's the deal. It's never too late to trust God. Is Jacob's family a mess? Yeah, it's a big mess. Yet God is still in the process of slowly making Jacob into a great man of faith. Why? Because Jacob is such a great man? Uh, hardly. It's because God made a promise to Jacob, and he will keep that promise. Out of one of these sons will come Jesus, the Savior of the world. God stands ready to meet you in your mess and make you into something. But you have to trust him. You have to believe. That's what God is asking of you today. So let's bring in Dan and Nat. Let's talk about this. Guys, how did Jacob get into such a mess? <laughs> I mean, this was literally almost like a sketch we did on Blue Collar TV. <laughs> I mean, seriously. I mean, this is why I find the Bible so fascinating. This, I mean... This could be a story from today, but it's in the Bible. It's been put in the Bible to show us, don't do this. This is the kind of mess that can happen if you don't trust me. And not only is it for that to let you know that you need to trust God, but it's also to let you know that throughout time, all men are the same. They're all human, and they all make these mistakes you know, it's like your parents going, you know what? When I was a kid, I went, I know you want to do this, but we went and we did and we got in this. We're just telling you, make good decisions. Mm. Don't do what we did. Yep. And 50% of the time, do they do it, it anyway. anyway. Yep. 
right? Yep. But that's what this is for. One, it's awesome that it's in there so that uh, you know that people are just like us. There's nobody any different. And not only is there anybody any different, God took this guy that made this horrible decision, and he's one of the guys. Mm. He's the Mount Rushmore, you know? We talked about it few weeks ago, yes. when Kara was here, God introducing himself as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then you read a story like this, and it's like, and it, how j- can that be? Yeah, just to let you know, yeah. you've made a mistake, but you know what? Keep the faith, man. God, not only has he forgiven you for it, there's good things he's got planned for you. You yeah. know, Jesus came out of that line. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, if there's, it one, really is. if there's one thing I'm reminded of constantly in the Bible is God is faithful even when we are not. I mean, it, it's really amazing how I struggle with trusting God, and I have stories like this to remind me, no, really God can be trusted. But there is something inside of us that forgets so easily and quickly. I mean, I'll be honest. If, Brian, you said, hey, Nat, I'm going to give you something, a knife I made, I'm going to believe it. I'm not going to go over to your house and probably break into your house and steal that knife. Dan, same for you. You could say, hey, I've got a CD for you. You know, just cut it. It's for you. I wait six months. I'm not going to break into your house and steal it or go do something else stupid. There's a trust there that you go, that'll happen. But it's weird when it comes to God and his promises, his faithfulness. So easily we go and take plan B, plan C, plan D. There's just something deep within us that wants to play our own God and do things our own way. And I have to say, I am quite pleased with the fact that you brought up the reality that here he's having these affairs and having all these kids with these women, right? And we go, wouldn't do that. That's hands off, too bad. But we all compromise. In the, in the eyes of a holy God, we're all sinning. When we say, God, I don't trust you, and we do our little thing, God's still offended. So before we cast that stone at Jacob going, oh, we wouldn't do that. But what have we done? I've done just as much, if not worse. You know what? Same thing. I will say, though, I would say, well, let me see Leah's picture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't I just let me say this. God is very faithful to us, even though we sin and do stupid things and don't listen to him. And it just shows you how awesome he is and how much he loves us. So if you're listening and you've made a mistake and you love Jesus and you're doing your and you've made a mistakes in the past and you're thinking that you were defeated and I did this. God didn't want to use me anymore. I did this. I shouldn't have done that. I just ruined my testimony, and I can't do this. You know what? Jesus has forgiven you, and tomorrow's a new day. You fell down. You get back up because you never know what great things are still in store for you. I mean, even after you're gone, one of your offspring, whatever, is going to do, God's going to use you for something good. So don't think that you're defeated because you did something goofy. The first point is just try to be faithful and listen to God and try to avoid those situations. If it happens, then, you know, pick yourself back up and just know that God is going to still be able to use you. Yeah, I think the story's full of hope in that God doesn't choose these people because they're high performers. He chooses these people because he chooses these people, Mm -hmm. and he's faithful, and he's going to keep his promise. And that's a good reminder for all of us that at the end of the story, for those of us that have trusted Jesus as Savior, he gets us to the finish line, and we ultimately become a masterpiece of God's grace 
that will happen. Even though we're going to make bad decisions Mm -hmm. and mess up along the way, the promise is he's going to get us there, not because of us, but because of him. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. He knows who loves him, and he knows who doesn't love him. And you're going to get there. He's going to drag you to it. You're going to get there. (laughs) So what is, we kind of close out this episode, what are the things people are going to to try and make themselves happy these days? Well, I think people just think that inanimate objects make them happy. The new house, if I can get this house, I'm going to be completely happy. That's not going to work. The new car, oh, man, look at that. Yeah, well, okay, three months later, now what are you going to do? You know, they look for items to make them happy. They never work. I mean, like I said before, last week, I'm an example of that. I love Jesus. I knew he was there, but, hey, I was having fun. I was out on a bus, and I was making money and buying cool stuff, and I just kind of pushed him away, and I got sadder and sadder the more stuff I accumulated. And now and then I figured out why. But accumulating objects that are going to rust away or that's that's not what makes you happy. Eternally, you're never going to be happy unless you fill the hole that makes you eternally happy. And Jesus says he is the way and the truth. And the truth makes you happy. As you know, people look for everything. How many celebrities do you have to read about? Well, what we, what is she doing? Now? Oh, now she's, uh, you know, now she's out in the field out there doing transcendental yoga for, <laughs> you know, it makes her inner spirituality, you know. And then uh, the next year, you know, they killed themselves. You know, I mean, that's the thing. They try everything. Except the one thing that makes them happy, which goes to show you Jesus was right. If you love me, they're going to hate you. And people want to be liked. And they know that if they even talk about Jesus at some party, they're going to be the weirdo. Even though they're the happy one and inside they've got that eternal happiness and everybody else is still searching and upset. But still, you know, they just don't grasp it. So think of it this way. Over the last few years, these have been really weird years. A lot of stuff going on, people making decisions we really don't have say in or can control. And there's going to be a lot of people that have a lot of opinions on all that. But here's the question. At the end of the day, no matter what the government or anybody else may do, can they take away your joy if your joy is found in Jesus. Not at all. Right. Not at all. Right. So you, anybody sitting at home, it's there for you. You know, you, you can't keep blaming everybody else for being unhappy. And that's why governments are scared of the Bible and Christianity. It gives people hope and it gives them happiness. And when you got hope, that's bad news for somebody that's trying to mm-hmm. tell you how to live and what you should do. That's bad news. We take so many things for granted in this country. I saw a video the other day of these Chinese kids. They were There was adults, and there was like a building. It was just a building, and somebody brought in two boxes of Bibles that were sent and smuggled in there. And they opened them things up, and they were hugging them and kissing them mm-hmm. and dancing around, crying, because— that gives them hope. And just having the words of God in front of them, oh, they were so happy. They were happier than most Hollywood celebrities you see walking yeah. around. They got nothing. They got dirt on their face, but they had a Bible. 
And boy, it was the greatest thing they ever got in their life. And it does. That's yeah. what it does for you. Yeah, so there's a great message there. Stop blaming everybody else for your unhappiness. Right. And if you truly want joy, it's there for the taking if you're willing to reach out and to trust Jesus. Absolutely. And to really delve into it, to really want to know. He says, if you knock, he'll open the door. Yep. It will make sense to you if you really want to learn. It will make sense to you. And before we close it out, I know a lot of people don't want to do it because they get caught up in religion. That's why we're doing the podcast. It's not about religion. There's a lot of frauds on TV, and, and you're like, well, I don't want to be part of that. But you got to understand something. They're frauds. Jesus Christ isn't a fraud. A lot of your religion is fraudulent. Read the Bible, learn about Jesus, and watch the magic happen. That's all for today's episode of Talkin' Truth. Dan and Brian will be back next week, along with their special guest, Jeff Foxworthy. Before we go, be sure to request your copy of Brian Clark's book, Unwavering Faith. This powerful resource follows the life of Jacob and helps you see what it means to live by faith, not by fear. Get your copy of Unwavering Faith at TalkinTruth.com. That's talk, the letter N, truth.com. Get it done.